You're listening to The Professional Blur, a podcast hosted by me, Jason Klom. Do you, do you need me to do an intro for this? Yeah, yeah, totally. Welcome to The Professional Blur. <laughs> With me today is my guest, Jason Klom. Jason, no, I hear no. you've done extra work. No, I mean, yes. Oh. No, damn. Okay, what? Now wrong I'm podcast. confused. This is the wrong I, podcast. Hold on, we're gonna, we're gonna have to start my podcast over again. This Welcome to the po- professional blur starring no. Dan. No. With me today is Jason. No, no. none of that is. The, mm. I mean, some of that is the case, but none of that is the case at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know. Hold on, let me try again. One the, more time. Mm. What? See, this is a podcast that I host on my own. This is not. I don't. We don't co-host this one again. Though. That doesn't sound right. I know it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right to. at all. Normally when we podcast together, it's a show that we co-host and you introduce, but that's not the case today. This is a podcast about extra work, which mm. it sounds like you already know. It sounds like you're fully versed in that. Well, yeah, that's my show. Uh, it's not your show. It's to the point where literally before we started recording, I asked you, do you know about this segment? And you said no, which means you no, haven't even heard it No, because you just come up with a segment for my show that seems a bit well, much. that... That does that would be a bit much if anything you've just said were the case. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think you're involved here. <laughs> I'm almost distracted by your background. I can tell which one is you, but I'm almost <laughs> distracted by all the other people. I don't know which show it is. We'll talk about it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Professional Blur. This is a podcast where we talk about extra work, about background work. And sometimes we, we look at it in a sideways, because normally we're talking about movie, we're talking about TVs, but I mean, we're going to be talking with somebody a little bit more about video games. We've already talked to my buddy Alan about video games. We're uh-huh. going to be talking about some, to somebody else about video games. This week, my good friend Dan Gomiller, Hello. my best friend of 30 years, is going to talk about his extra work, mostly, no, predominantly, no, entirely, on the stage. The proscenium arch, the smell of the grease paint, the roar of the crowd. The Dan in the background. Hello. Hello. All right, Dan. Sorry, sorry, wait, I did that wrong. Yep. Hello. That's Dan in the background. Oh, okay, I see. That's that's that's, yeah. that's how you sound because you're further away. I'm further away. Biggest problem is that you spoke. Oh, I mean, on, on stage, Some, even the extras uh-huh. tend to speak. They that's don't true. Really mumble, cast, mumble, mumble. They rarely cast non-speaking, at least non-course. This is fair. This is fair. Do you, well, un- unless you, well, we'll get to it, but there's a show we're both in where I don't think I was allowed even a line. Now. They uh, took your one line away. They took actually, my one line away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so. Probably gave it to, to Balake. Tell people who you are and what you do or what you're known for. Hi, I'm Dan. Feel free to work me into it uh, as much I'm, as you want. I'm known predominantly for the Dan J's Comedy Hour podcast, 40,000 listeners and growing. Sure. Yep. Um. Uh, also, the of Dyson Dens podcast. Mm-hmm. Podcast um, about that's D and D podcast and lots of stage work while I was in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit of stage work in high school. Sure. And once I did an improv show. Mm-hmm. And looking back on it, the name of that improv show was just so improv-y. Mm-hmm. Very much so. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, Dan also is in um. Three of two of my feature films. I couldn't do the math for a second. <laughs> Lots of my videos and then a lot of videos we've done together. Dan is the star yeah. of the Tunak Tunak Tun viral music video that I directed almost 20 years ago today. Almost 19 years ago today. Goodness. And then 20 years next year. we got to do right. something that doesn't involve that song for reasons. But so, Dan, 
that's that's what you're known for. Let's talk about, wow, we never really get to do this because normally it's, what's your first time on a professional set? But I, actually, have you ever been on a TV or a movie set that wasn't something I did? I'm now wondering. Have I? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I, I'm honestly not sure because we, we, we've gone over this. You did not do, you signed up for extra work here in LA. I never did any. Here, but you never did any. I mean, other than just like tours? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was just, the only reason Unless, I- wait, wait. Yes. I was on Prices Right. You were? Wait, really? Because I was yeah. too. Wait, when the hell did that happen? I went, oh God, I forget who I went with. Oh my God, yes, please. I went, but uh, I was, I think I went with, with Julie. Uh-huh. I, I dressed up at, because you know, they all wear costumes to it. Mm -hmm. Wait. And so- was it price or, or no? Uh, no, which one's the deal. one that's that's like a deal? That's what I was. Doing. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so I I had my pirate costume from Halloween. Sure. So then I made a bandolier of CDs with different video games <laughs> oh my on God, it. You or, fucking idiot! And okay. I was a video game pirate. Yeah, of course you were. Holy shit! <laughs> Wait a minute! I didn't get called down or anything. But. Yeah, but you might have been seen in the background. This is exactly this is why I do this. Show, I Dan. forgot about that. Okay, after this, we're going to have to roughly figure out when that was and see if we can find that. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, that's roughly the time when maybe it was even in HD, possibly. Like, it's probably I think it wasn't long before we left. Yeah, okay. So that's even, that's, see, that's even, I had no idea. That's amazing. Uh, no, not no idea. Now now that you're saying it, now I kind of remember you talking about it. Hi, guys. Sorry. This is what our other podcast is like. <laughs> we're both like rambling a bunch. But no, this is so good. Okay. Well, make a note that we absolutely have to try and find your... your uh, and Now that's a character. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that as a character when we get to our segment. Okay. If you, just, if you decide for some reason, <laughs> for some unknown reason, why he's your spinoff. Um, so what's... Okay. So then what's your first time on a set? A stage set of any kind i might know what this is but i don't know a stage um mm -hmm. i mean i did i did uh all state choir most mm -hmm. of my most of my time in school mm -hmm. and those were always up on a stage sure what about a stage set for like a play was that anything goes that was anything goes anything goes was that 93 see i can't figure out the year unless you count like the freaking like fall pageants where the all the kids end up on the stage at some point. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I mean, we could, but let's say anything goes. And uh, the yeah. reason that it occurs to me is that's. I mean, that's for me. That was that was where my love for theater began and died. Now until I was thirty and I finally was inside. What I did, Dan, was I waited until somebody allowed me to star in something before I ever touched a stage again. Um, Got it. Yeah, that's what happened. But, okay, well, what was it like for you? I don't know. I know how nerve-wracking it all was for me, but I don't know what that was like for you, Dan. Oh, uh, it was it was nerve-wracking. This It actually, there was, there was a whole thing. So we got the, so I don't know how I ended up getting a, a, a role that actually has half a scene. Sure. Um, you say the first line in the play. We I do. I say that. the very first line in the whole play. Yep. Yelling at people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have half a scene where I lose my glasses. Dan plays Elijah J. Whitney. In, yes. in anything goes. Um, but I think one of the most nerve-wracking things of the whole thing is due to certain probably um, home things, uh -huh. um, I was not I was not good a good student in doing my homework. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I almost had such low grades they would not let me perform in the play. 
wow, really? I don't remember that. Yeah, it was it was a whole dra- dr- drama thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to do like a whole bunch of extra work, and only because the teachers liked me so much, I probably knew that I had a shitty home life. Sure. Um, that they, I was able to do it last minute. So like, while I'm trying to memorize lines and going to rehearsals, I'm trying to figure out how do I catch up on schoolwork so that I can actually be in the play. It sure. was totally like a freaking like Glee episode or something, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that was around the same time that I almost uh, um didn't pass. Uh, I think you and I didn't pa- almost didn't pass together. Yeah, yeah, that must be. <laughs> and uh, mine was for attendance. I, I, I literally was one day away from being an automatic fail because I. I definitely, so I had that. I definitely had that at some point too. But I don't mm-hmm. think. Why weren't we timing these days better, Dan? When we could have hung out in the woods, I guess we didn't have a car. Right, yeah. So what would we thing. have done? <laughs> I had to pretend like I was sick, so mm-hmm. I never left my room on those days. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So that that's why sense. I read a lot of. Uh, 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 Asimov. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. So this is your... For some reason, I can't log into my Facebook. I'm trying to bring that up so I can see if I posted about it. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, not about anything, because Facebook... No, 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 no. About about, uh, the other thing. Uh, The... um, Okay, so this is your first time on a set. I can't remember what our duties were as actors. Did we have any like help build a set shit or was that? I other did. Grades? I helped build a set. That was really? all okay. that was all volunteer. Oh, that's why I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um and I yeah, I, I sometimes stayed after school to help. Mm-hmm. Um there were times like during lunch I would help, but I think mostly after school. Like I remember helping paint the stairs and stuff. Yeah. I actually still have that sign i think in the bottom of a bin out in the garage i was gonna ask if you still have the sign i do i dig it out but it is so buried i still have there were so this was supposed to again supposed to be set in the 20s but all anybody had was their parents or possibly grandparents clothing to wear and uh so the giant collection of ties that we all had were from the 70s distinctly from the 70s and that's where every tie just about that i've worn in anything has has come from giant wide gross disgust i still have i stole a hanger full of ties from the set (laughs) so i still have those um yeah i mean they're they're getting used it's true it's true so your first time in a set you had lines you had you had a considerable amount of lines as we discussed earlier due to some drama one of the teachers gave my lines to their child, and I ended up just being a chorus sailor. First of all, how did you August feel about that August 14th, show? 2010. Uh-huh. Was just on Let's Make a Deal. I didn't get picked, but someone from our group did, so look for me on Wait. episode 2035. Who got picked? Oh, I forget. I forget who I went with. <laughs> You're not even sure, huh? Oh, that's... But it's episode sh- 2035. That's your yes. first time on a, on a, on a stagey stage. Um, you've got your lines. That's fine uh-huh. and dandy. What what was the experience on a whole like for you? Because, I don't know. I remember, even though I didn't like it at the time, I still remember feeling like, oh, man, we're such a fun group of people at the end of it. Like, I had a weird, <laughs> the weird thing that you're supposed to... I don't know why I felt camaraderie with people. I don't know. Maybe I, I think once the, the show is going, right, you're staying in the green... In the, green room mm-hmm. um and we had we had a classroom that was for the guys a classroom that was for the girls because mm-hmm. there were people who would change between scenes and stuff mm-hmm. like that and otherwise we would just be sitting there you can actually see in one of the pictures i sent you we weren't even watching the show we were watching something else on tv oh yeah 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 okay but i think like we i remember 
everyone took all the classroom chairs and pushed them together to turn it into a little couch in front of the TV. And uh-huh. We, <laughs> wow. We sit and lay down in there. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why. Maybe there was like a, this might have been one of the few moments in high school where I, or junior high or whatever, where I wasn't like hating everybody. It's like, oh, this is a group I could maybe and hang with. And to be frank. Yes. Not a single one of the school bullies tried out for the musical. Fair. Also fair, yeah. Right, were, so you got a yeah. you got a room full of people who yeah. have a like interest. Yep, they're theater people for sure. Yeah, <laughs> there are a couple dum dums, but then the other people who weren't getting called the words we were getting called, but may have had you know, but yeah. would, uh, be, they kept quiet. We were just loud. <laughs> I think we were louder nerds. Okay, so this is your so it's a overall a positive experience. Is that fair to say then, Dan? Even though you're I struggling, I would say so. I feel I felt like it was overall very positive. Okay. I enjoyed my time doing it. Um, what's What was your first college? So I'm assuming the next thing you did was in college, right? Yes. Okay. So what was the first show you that did? That was Anything Goes. Mm. Well, you did Anything Goes in college? Also? I mean, <laughs> goodbye. Girl. Okay. Same goddamn say. show. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Not even show. close. Now, do you, um, is this one where we would call you chorus slash extra, or do you have a line or a part in that one? Oh, I've... I've um, I'm a. I walk out on stage. I'm not the TV announcer like I wrote in the thing to you. I remember now that I actually went out and told everyone to shut the fuck up. Uh huh. <laughs> like I treated like the audience was the audience of the show they were okay, watching. Okay. Because there's that bit where she's like doing a commercial or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And so I go out and I have, and I'm talking to the audience, tell them to be quiet and what to expect. Blah 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 blah. And then mm-hmm. I call her out, kind of thing. And that I think that's my one line, and the rest of it is just chorus. This is at least a slight increase. This is it, Suni Onianta. At least a slight mm-hmm. increase in production value. Was it the same sort of? Were you required actually to work on the sets? What was the situation? No, actually, um, it was always still available as a vo- on vo- a volunteer basis. Mm-hmm. But they had actual set builders, mm, okay. like a, a set designer, and then because uh, Suni Onianta has a full uh, theater program, yeah, you build sets as part of your classes, yeah. But they needed the help. Well, they Possibly. always needed extra hands. Who, who, who doesn't? On a and some of those sets. I mean, I saw a couple of the shows. Some of those sets were pretty big, pretty complicated. Mm-hmm. Big scrim. Good, goodbye, girl. Had like would well, just bring down the scrim for any of the non at home parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the set itself had the whole house, right? The whole like bedrooms, living because it's uh, you know has her bedroom the kids bedroom the hallway kitchen right mm-hmm. um, because the whole thing is that Richard Dreyfus comes to visit mm-hmm. um, and then they had two um, doors that were on wings that folded in mm-hmm. for the neighbors okay because they're neighbors that interact and so they could fold those back and ro- and then rotate the set and the back was the balcony where they have that fancy dinner that he sets up near the end uh-huh when they start going out or whatever yeah yeah okay so it right. was fancy, but not one of the fanciest sets I've done there. What was for the... a large? This was like one of the main productions directed by one of the teachers, right? Okay. Kind of thing. What was the biggest fanciest set then? Oh, uh, I would say the City of Angels one. Okay, so that's at least I saw the fanciest set you did. Yeah, that was that one. That was a lot of work went into mm-hmm. that. Oh, uh, that cab- is... cabaret was all welded, so there wasn't actually oh, wow. a whole lot of work for the regular folks to do. Right. Because it was just all metal and welded. That's fucking nuts actually why was it welded what was the look of it it was actually rather bare but kind of i think the goal was to make it look stark because of the kind of the background piece of the of the show with the oh is it a dark show 
It's a little bit of a dark show. It's a little bit of a Nazi show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that's what I think they were going for with that, was just that yeah. stark industrial kind of... Makes sense. You know, German efficiency look. Sure, sure. Uh, which is which of these shows is the first one where you are, are just chorus then? Uh, was that... Do, 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 would that be Cabaret then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. then... I don't think I had any individual lines in Cabaret. Okay. So, well, tell me about it then. Tell me about the show, Dan. Cabaret? Yeah. It was the last one I did in college. It was the last one you did in college, yeah. It was? Mm-hmm. Um, it was... Uh, there was like a whole new class. Like, a lot of the people that I had acted with in all these other shows throughout college had graduated the year prior. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Um, and so there was, it was like, this was the first year where there was just a whole bunch of n- new babies mm-hmm. coming in. So mm-hmm. it was interesting there because it's like meeting a whole bunch of new people. Um, I feel like while I was there, they really expanded on the acting, mm-hmm. uh, and, and theater classes. And so I think it brought in a lot more people who have done a lot of theater, mm. um, and so it was kind of like sometimes I felt a little bit uh, out of it because like I had no idea what Avenue Q was. I had sure. no right because sure. I'm not. I while I did a lot of theater, I wasn't a theater geek. So like I well, didn't know anything. I had also, never I never heard or seen cabaret before. Well, the thing is, the people also who uh, people should know it's SUNY Oneonta. SUNY don't say it. Oneonta. SUNY Oneonta specifically has. Like most of the people who come to it are from the city, are from New York City. So mm-hmm. there's a chance these kids all went to art schools too, like a bunch of them. The ones oh, who are in your classes, yeah. I would imagine. And I mean, there's still some of them out there that do that. Um, mm-hmm. Wit, for those who don't know, <laughs> is a show about ovarian cancer and her going through it and basically dying at the end. Woof. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a rough one. And so this one, this was done in our arena theater so Mm -hmm. it's the audience is actually l-shaped in this one okay so it's not it's like half theater in the half round kind of thing it's not a full round turtle power turtle power um and so they uh they actually hung um huge white scrims that look like uh curtains in a in a hospital okay for two of the walls um and then they just had two little walkways like Mm -hmm. an l-shaped walkway on the other corner opposite corner from the audience Mm-hmm. And then just a hospital bed in the middle and a wheelchair. And that was the set. And they would bring out chairs and stuff to do different because the show is basically a vignette show. Mm-hmm. It's a different little clumps that okay. they do in different spots around the theater. And they had hung TVs up um, because in between scenes, there's pre recorded stuff mm-hmm. that plays. Not like cartoons to keep your spirits no. up. Okay. Nope. So and uh, I helped drive the uh scissor lift to hang those tvs mm-hmm. which must be why they thought that was a good idea to let me do it for a city of angels uh-huh we should note that you are n- not legally qualified am i correct no one was no no one because you're supposed to be licensed at least in certain s- 
insurance situations for those. Not to get anybody in trouble. It's a little late on that one, but <laughs> holy shit. That, yeah, when you told me, well, okay, th- then let's, uh, we're going to go back to Cabaret because that is fully the extra story, but there's a lot of, uh, oh, and then other side note, Oneonta has, by the way, just a ton of people have come, in, come out of there, including Carly Betty All, who was in Hamilton. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's worth noting. Uh, SUNY Oneonta Bill, is... Bill Pullman? Yes, Bill Pullman. He donated a statue are, to the Mask and Hammer. Like, the did Arts he really? Building. Uh-huh. Was it a There's statue like a, of him as the president from Independence Day? No, it's like a, yeah. a, a pirate ship kind of thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's, why did he have his... <laughs> it's weird. Um, so why don't you tell people, though, the little story about the scissor lift and how we, we were talking about it the other day. Yeah. Uh, so City of Angels, like I told Jay, was probably one of the more complex sets, at least I was involved with. It didn't move as much as some of the other ones, but it was the whole concept of the play is that it's Hollywood, and all of Hollywood was performed on the ground level. Mm-hmm. All the different Hollywood real-life things. Mm-hmm. And then above it, there were three rooms built, like, to get, like basically the big box raised mm-hmm. up a story, was three separated into three spaces for the bits that were the filming of the movie. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Okay. Um, and so in the opening act very start of the whole fucking play (laughs) so during the period when i'm probably at my highest nerves level right Mm -hmm. um they want to show oh look they're filming a movie Uh, normally what they do is they darken the lower part and show just a top part Mm -hmm. to show that you're watching the movie part but the first part needed to break that little bit of a barrier to show what really was going on yeah and there were scrims in front of each one of those except for at this time um so the expectation of me was, well, we're, we need to have a camera, right? Mm-hmm. And they put cameras on cranes to film things, so let's use a scissor lift like a crane. So Dan's job, <laughs> there was an opening through the middle of the set, just tall enough for the scissor lift. <laughs> so I had to duck down. with a per- By the way, there's a person on here with me with a camera. Okay. I'm not alone in this. Mm-hmm. I have to drive it out. Now, note, this is before Dan had a driver's license. He had no driving training. <laughs> he doesn't know how to reverse. If you listen to our other podcast, you'll know our Ford Fiesta story. <laughs> um, so I have to drive it out mm-hmm. and then parallel park it next to the set so we can then lift it up so they can be filming in the middle room. Mm-hmm. But in order to have enough space to parallel park it, I have to drive it almost all the way up to the lip of the orchestra pit. Now, if any of you have ever done theater, you'll be aware that the lights are very bright mm-hmm. and you do not see anything beyond the lights. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving this thing out, first ducking in the dark and then having to you know, stand up halfway through, drive it as close to the orchestra pit without driving it into them and killing everybody. <laughs> And then reversing and parallel parking it in order to do the thing. I did not. There were times when I was just, was too nervous and I was not very close to the set. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this. Mm-mm. <laughs> like, Mm-mm. like, and we rehearsed it a lot. But mm-hmm. I, I just, I have a level of anxiety, and that definitely like pushed right on it. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just, every day, every, we did this, we did an extra show. 
I did six. I had to do it six times with an audience in front of me with all the lights on. And at least three times we did a dress rehearsal, which meant you have the lighting like it's supposed to be. I had to do it nine times. (laughs) Nine times. It was nerve wracking. It's not right. They almost caused a murder. (laughs) It would have been multiple. It would have been manslaughter, but still, yeah. Sure, sure. You'd be out of prison by now. By now, probably. You know. That's so fucked up. That is so fucked up, Dan. Uh, did you... <laughs> so by the time you hit Cabaret, there's the younger people coming in. And uh-huh. you are... Do, I mean, did you feel any, like... Were you at all annoyed that you didn't have any that you didn't have any lines, quote-unquote, and that you're just no. chorus, or you're cool with it? No, I was cool with it. Uh, the play itself does not have many lines outside the main character. That's true, yeah. Right, there's a handful of main characters. They're the ones who get all the lines. You might get the occasional, like, all aboard. There was, a, like, a conductor, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But otherwise, yeah, not really. Um, so wh- uh, what was that like every night then? What, what was the general feeling of doing that show? A, did they do a good job, do you think? And B, did you feel like, I don't know, how did you feel doing that part? Uh, I thought they did a good job. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked um, Robert Neblett was the director of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's at another place now doing directing stuff. Um, it was the only show I did with him. I had a couple classes with him. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was a really good director. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt Never felt like he was very firm in his decisions, but he never felt like he was an asshole about it. Okay. Uh, he had a vision and it, he, he was very committed to it and... I really feel like he was able to get what he wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first show that I danced in. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, what kind of... Da- what is it... Have you seen the movie? Like, do you, can you compare the two? I've not seen the movie. Still I didn't movie do as there. advanced as some of the other folks. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the more advanced dancing was when Sally Bowles was doing her songs and just the sure. girls were around her. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... Still had to do, like, I had to do... There's a couple pictures, if you look through the album I sent you, where I have to, like, dip a person and all that kind of stuff, so... Wonderful. I'm going to look more at those. I haven't looked at all those yet. Yeah, um, if you picture into 49, you can see I'm, 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 I'm dipping someone. Love it. Who? Wait, who took all these photos? That's a lot of photos. Who took all these? Probably the director. Oh, fair. Fair enough. Uh, were you nervous about dancing, I guess, is my... Uh, I was at first... Because mm-hmm. obviously, like, the majority of the people who were part of this show were, had done a lot more of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But actually, a lot of the guys weren't dancers. There were a uh-huh. couple, but most of them weren't. Okay. So the choreography was built around the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the women had to do most of the work because most of them had dancing experience. Right, right, right. So it wasn't that bad. Okay. And by the time we were done, we rehearsed it enough that by the time we were done, I was pretty confident in what I was doing. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, do, you, uh, do you feel like when you're doing it on stage, because the thing is, the more I think about it, you make a good point. Like in film, extras are, they are a part of the storytelling, but they might as well be the set. They're just a moving yeah. part of the set. And they exactly. are not respected. But I wanted, how does it feel? Do you still feel essential as part of the chorus in a, in a play? It depends on the size of the play. Okay. Uh, Goodbye Girl had a very large chorus. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't there one day, they would have just kept on keeping on. Okay. 
I had to do uh, like yoga ish stuff for Goodbye Girl because there's that opening scene mm-hmm. uh, where they're all warming up. Yeah. And I was out on stage for that one. Okay. There's no photos of you doing yoga, Dan, that we could show our audience? No, I don't have any pictures from that. That's very sad. But this show is the show where I was sitting in the audience while they're doing a scene, and someone's like, well, you know, they hire students for the help desk, right? So uh-huh. this show, during this, the backstage of this show, mm-hmm. is how I ended up getting a job at the help desk and being where I am today. That's really wise. funny. Yeah. If I hadn't done this show, I probably would never have found out about the help desk. Mm-hmm. I would never have gotten that crane. I'd probably still be stuck just doing bullshit. What What do we think? Now, on our other podcast, we often visit people from different universes. What is <laughs> What is the universe? Uh, what is What is that? Dan, what is Dan, that Dan stuck doing? I mean, you probably might have followed me to LA, though. There's a chance you. Could I probably have. still would have done that, but yeah. I don't know that I wouldn't have had the experience to get in the door in a lot of the jobs i'd okay. probably be in a freaking call center if nothing else Ah, okay makes sense that's less fun that's yeah. less fun would you be doing more theater i don't i probably would have ended up doing more extra work with you yeah that's fair probably mm-hmm. there's a there's there's a small chance that potentially i could have been doing more show stuff because mm-hmm. i didn't have the actual real life experience doing it yeah that's so funny i didn't know that that's how you found that job i Uh assumed you were looking for it but instead it found you literally the only other it job because i had looked Mm -hmm. the only other it job in that town Mm -hmm. at that time yeah was at the dial up isp okay okay oh you know what now that i think and that was like a nothing job weirdly so okay so your your choices were interestingly enough the ISP that uh, we borderline shut down with our viral video, I'm yeah. assuming. And, or, uh, or is it a different one? No, it would have been like the actual dial-up in Oneonta. Oh, the actual dial-up in Oneonta. Okay, okay. Or still uh, a job with one of our co-stars of uh, Anything Goes, right? Or is it his brother? Which one is it? Is it the one that's in the show? Because they're twins. In Anything Goes, which one is it that you ended up working with? Uh, not the one that was in the show. Not the one that's in the show, but his brother, who looks that's and sounds tr- exactly yeah. like him. Yeah. Because they're twins. Not not by coincidence. It's because they're twins. Yeah. I remember... Very quiet. <laughs> I don't know how we ended up getting... Uh-huh. Because... Because nepotism is the only reason why. <laughs> yeah, he's wasn't very a good quiet se- on stage. I mean, I, I like the guy. Sure. He couldn't carry a tune in a hat. Nope. And he was too quiet to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this was a high school production, but still, still. Yeah. But we had some fucking talent in that That's school. True. That's true. That is true. Our, 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 I think it was mostly the ladies, though. It was mostly the women. Who and like, Josh. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Never mind. Sorry. Sorry, Josh Epps. You're, you're a delight, and, and you were delightful in that, and you're the reason I grew my hair long. Josh Epps, you're, you're a weird influence <laughs> on me, Josh. Um, yeah, good call. Okay, so I normally ask people who have done extra work, because uh, this always happens. Uh, how many? You know, what's your first celebrity sighting? Did anybody famous ever come to these shows? Let's talk about that. Did Bill Pullman ever come to a show? No. Okay, so we never had any famos come. That's fine. No, the closest is working with Brenna, who now is a makeup artist on SNL. Sure, that's fine. That's fair. Uh, Actually, I think Omri Shine 
mm-hmm. um, who was in Goodbye Girl. I think he's done a lot of theater. Oh, wait, really? Because his mother was my art teacher. So nobody famous. That's fine. Let us then sidestep this because I've done this with other people because I do like, what was your first, because I know mine, what was your first celebrity sighting or interaction in L.A.? Because you did live here for a few years. I mean, I think the first one we saw was Cato Kalin <laughs> at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a circle of women around him, young ladies. <laughs> I didn't remember that. Okay. And he was talking about the bread he was holding. We saw him twice. Because <laughs> then we went to the Reno 911 Miami uh, first first showing in Burbank. Uh-huh. Like opening night kind of thing. Okay. And he, it was sold out. Mm-hmm. And we were late. We, we had to sit separately. He shows up with like nine people. And you can see him basically, like we were on the edge Uh because all the other seats were filled. Sure. Right by the entryway where he was standing with all his friends. Uh Uh-huh. And he was asking the the guy, like, can you move some people around kind of thing? Like, because he's like, I'm Kato Kalin, right? And the guy's like, no. (laughs) It doesn't. It's not 1997, which I think is the last time that worked for you, Kato. Yeah. That's really Uh, funny. But I would say the most... um, for me, the most significant mm-hmm. um, celebrity interaction mm-hmm. was we were at uh, Ralph's buying some stuff for Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Ari was wearing her Saints sweatshirt because they had this was after the hurricane mm-hmm. um, and the flooding, and they made it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Saints did. And this lady comes up to us and starts talking to us, talk to us about how she used to live in New Orleans and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It was Brett Butler, and she oh, talked shit. to us for like 15, 20 minutes oh, and God. talked to Harry about all this stuff, all this stuff about New mm-hmm. Orleans and all that. You have the one good interaction with Brett Butler in history. There's nobody <laughs> who's ever had a story about her that isn't <laughs> negative. That is remarkable to me. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> wow, Grace under fire herself. That's amazing. Uh wow! My first ever was Ari almost ran over. Um, oh, what's his name from Chips? Wait, really? Uh, 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 what was uh his name? my brain has fried. It's I'm always used to saying the other guy's name because of my mom's story with him. Uh, Eric Estrada. Yeah. How did that? He lived happen? in our building. Wait, apparently, which, which building? The last the one? one we moved to. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she went to back up, and he was just right behind her, and he's like, it's like. She was already halfway out before he showed up behind her. Yeah, of course. Of course. Wow. I, Because my mom has a story of hitting Larry Wilcox, the other guy from Chips, with her coat. With her coat. Wow. All these family connections uh, with Chips. So, yeah. So, we talked to Brett Butler. Mm-hmm. I watched Kato Kalen get denied, and Ari almost <laughs> ran over Eric Estrada. So good. Oh, that's so good. Uh, wait. So, well, you know, the thing is, I could ask you what your first line in something was, but I know what it was. And why well, I, I roughly know what it was. It's whatever it was and anything goes. Go over here, do this. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. I, was, I was telling telling them to bring my suitcases to my uh, room. Mm-hmm. I think it's to your state room. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then there were like four other things I yell at them about. That was maybe the first time in my life when I was tempted to be jealous of something and then remembered that's my best friend. I should be proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that was a test of my humanity, and I passed. Uh, so nah, the it, last time. Yard fence. You were one of the first ones on stage. Mm-hmm. That's true. You guys had to mop and act like you were, mm-hmm. you know, deckhands. Yeah. 
I do wonder if any of those other people who are in that show still perform. I know most of them don't. I've been trying to find Adam Stockin for a while because he just to me I was like this guy's gonna be a huge actor and I watched it, I was like yeah, he's a very funny teenager but like <laughs> like he was the funniest person in the world and you know I I I, I dare say we're the only ones who are even entertainment adjacent uh, at best uh, I could be wrong um, all right Dan so again this is this is a weird episode because this is all theater and mostly I just you know want wanted people to hear how you almost died and almost killed people at the same time. <laughs> You would have survived that. You would have fallen. I would have been. been I would okay. Yeah, I that's would have true. probably fallen into the audience, and they would have caught me. Yeah, that's fair. It would have yeah. been the conductor mm-hmm. and kind of was whoever what instruments sit in the front. Probably the trumpets, mm-hmm. trombones, maybe whoever. Seventy six, kind of in the middle row. Sure. Right? It was like right in the middle. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, first chair should have been an eighth chair. If you were eighth chair, you would have been gold. First chair, first crushed. Science. Uh, we have one segment on this show called Five yes. and Over, where you take an extra part or a five so or a five line and under roll, which is called a five and under or an under five in SAG terms, and okay. you expand it to a a spinoff of any genre of any medium. Hit me with it, Dan. Which part are we talking about? Uh, crane operator guy from City of Angels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually ends up crushing someone <laughs> with the crane. Okay. And so it's a, so it's basically like an orange is the new black, mm-hmm. but he's got to be the crane operator in the prison show. <laughs> and so there's this, like, he's got to work. It's like Barry where he's got to work through all of this trauma mm-hmm. to, in order to achieve his dream of being a professional mm-hmm. crane operator. Okay. So, so his dream is to be a professional crane operator. Right. And but the is it like that his first gig ever he kills somebody? Yeah, is first that... night crushes someone. It's actually during like dress rehearsal, right? Okay. Okay. Now crushes is the he star? Okay. Oh, he crushes the star. Okay. Turns out the star didn't die, so that's the romantic thing. Okay. Like the star doesn't want him to feel bad. Mhm. And so they visit him in jail all the time. I don't hate it. I would watch it. <laughs> Do you, what's your character's name? What's the crane operator's name? Uh, Evan James. Evan James. So, so it's like Kevin James, but without the K. And uh, is a better actor. Okay. Well, I mean, that's and a, crane a, operator almost even. A given. Uh, I've never seen Kevin James drive a crane, but I'm not sure he'd be good at it. No, it would be bumbly and goofy, and he'd be like, "Oh, that's what he would do," and he'd fall over. I mean, it's supposed he'd be to like running in into like an exit sign. They'd have a close up of his face, and you just hear the sound. You wouldn't yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you wouldn't see it. That would be silly. That would be silly. Uh, what's the name of of this? Wait, is it a movie or a TV show? Is it a movie? TV. I show? would say it's a mini series. It's a mini series. Fair. Limit, li- or as Netflix calls it, a limited run series. Sure, a limited run series. And what's it called? Um. Hmm. I don't always push people to come up with a title, but I'm doing it with you. I've got something here. Hold okay, on. It's please. almost there. It's almost there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> something with craning. Uh huh. Craning your. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Paper crane 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 games. No. Um, <laughs> it's got to no. got to work the prison aspect into it. Sure, sure. Now that you're stuck with it, now you do have to you do. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm craning time. 
There you go. Craning, craning time. It's like doing time, but with a crane. <laughs> no. no. I refuse <laughs> to let this happen to your show. <laughs> it's a terrible title. <laughs> well, it's, I mm-hmm. look, I don't know. Okay. That's fine. It's a working title, right? Like mm-hmm. the producers are going to change it to something stupid anyway. Could be smooth Orange operator. Orange is the new crane or. Or smooth <laughs> operator. He's a crane operator. But he wasn't smooth. I, yeah, but he's going to be. That's what he's working at. He's a crane criminal. There's a theme song. Perfect. Not at all. Not at all. No, none of that makes sense. It was a that was a parody off of a non-working pun that sideways was attached. Oh, this is worse than our our, our regular podcast. This 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 was a terrible idea. No, I love this show. I would watch a show. Um, ooh, well, okay. So you've not really done. Well, do they ever feed you on these sets on 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 a theater thing? Were there were snacks backstage? Was that ever a thing? No. Ah. So you haven't been on a set where there's food, really, or have no. you been on? Yeah, okay, okay. Um, hmm. Hmm. Have you ever had to do a stunt besides stunt driving? Have I had to do a stunt? Mm-hmm. Like yoga. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the closest. Thing. Yeah. I don't remember if I had to do anything like that for attention deficit disco. Right, which we didn't we didn't get to. Do you are there any small parts in that? No no word parts in that? I didn't get to watch them. I've seen them before, but Uh yeah, there were a couple, mostly mm-hmm. you know, just if you need to fill out like a theater. There was like a part where I had to fill out a theater. Mm-hmm. But But that's I think the most name people had it. at least one word. We did we Dan did mention earlier that there's a show that he was in with a very improv, improv show improv. called Intention Deficit Disco. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, it is the it is the most it is one of the most improv titled shows ever. Yeah. And, and f- we all had to come up with a sketch for it. That's how it worked. Mm-hmm. Mine involved Walmart because yes, you know, write what you know. Right. You played a Walmart greeter, right? Roughly. Sort of. Mm-hmm. I Still- think I was the team leader. I think I was treating the audience like they were a Walmart team. That's doing right. the cheer and didn't that open the show? Shit. Didn't that open the show? I feel like it that opened the I, show. No, I think it was in the middle. Really? Oh, I feel like that's a show opener. That's when you bring it home with. You were wearing your actual Walmart vest, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I absolutely was. I, yeah. still had, I think I still have it somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I have one of your Red Barrel shirts, speaking of Carly Betty all. Um, nice. Think she'd want it? Should I send it to her? I think she'd be fine without it. You think? Should I send it? I think so. I'll send it to her, but I'm like, could you get Lin-Manuel to sign this, please? <laughs> And Lynn Manuel was like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh, okay, <laughs> all like my whole point is he's oh, the guy only dressed in- like Weird Al. <laughs> for this. Yeah. Well, this is my only end to getting Lynn Manuel to have heard of our podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. my only way to make us even close to my brother, my brother and me. It's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. Lynn Manuel, if you're out there, you're welcome on the show at any time. At any time, uh, any show, anytime, any show, anytime. Um, if you want us to just invent a show where we answer questions off of Yahoo, we can do that. Yeah, that's fine with me. We call it our own thing. By Daniel, my Jason, and me. Yeah, that's absolutely him. fine. And he can be our co-star. <laughs> exactly. Lynn. He can be the good. me. He can be the me. Dan, uh, yeah. well, thank you for joining me for this very strange episode of The Professional Blur. Um, what I'm would glad you I could like... open that door for other theater folks. Yeah, there. of course. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Like, chorus is is 
as chorus does. No, but the chorus is a good. It's it is. It's a it's a thing. It's a thing I didn't think about because I'm never in theater, except for monthly. But it's a different type of theater where we all get lines. Everybody except for oh, except for my friend Grant, who sometimes is dressed around dressed in a groundhog suit and runs around the set for most <laughs> of the Groundhog Day show. Um, sometimes sometimes yeah. he's he's stuck in that. And Dan, there there are shows if they're big where mm-hmm. there's actors who don't have lines sure a musical guaranteed they're going to be in the chorus yeah 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 right but a regular play there are some plays if they're it's a big production Mm -hmm. where you are there just to be a seat filler in the show that's fair or a background Mm -hmm. but uh, most of the shows i did are not that big right 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 yeah it's college what are you gonna do one of these days dan one of these days you'll be an extra in a large production i mean you did marry into a theater family so you never did uh, what do you want to promote, Dan Gomiller? I don't know when this is coming out, so... Uh, listen to of Dice and Dens, our Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where I direct people to be not extras in their own D&D adventure. Mm. Uh, or, and there's also OD&D Presents, which you can find in the same place, which is not D&D, mm-hmm. but other stuff. Sometimes D&D, but like miscellaneous D&D. And you can find that at odndpodcast.com. Delightful. Thank you, Dan Gomiller, for doing this show. Thank you for having me, even though I've never been on the screen. That's fair. Yeah, you. Although maybe, been on the... maybe once, maybe once, we'll find Let's out. make a deal. We we <laughs> that may be a supplement that comes out that we have to discuss because if we find that, holy shit, I cannot wait. Um, well, there's just one thing left to say, which is, I'm sorry I missed your thing. I don't own a stage. That's it doesn't work in the same way. I don't, own a, the I don't own. A, I don't own a theater. Oh, I couldn't afford that. I don't like the theater. No, but that sounds. Nobody who's pretentious says I don't like the theater. Um. Oh, you know. Oh, this I, episode? I, I wish I could have made it, but I had a thing. Okay. I'm. Uh, there we go. <clears throat> I wish I could have made it, but I had a thing. So. You can find the professional blur on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you find podcasts. And follow Jason on Instagram at Jason Klom and follow his hashtag, The Professional Blur. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!